Good morning, Ms. Johnson. How are you feeling? Awful. Terrific. I think we could discharge you today. You mean send me home? We need this bed. Here's your keys. Where's my nurse? Gosh, we let most of our registered nurses go. Bottom lines are more important than IV lines, we always say. I'm sure your family can provide you with the very best care at home. My throat is burning. Lozenge? I have shooting pains in both my arms. Probably these IVs. Here, let me help you get those out. How did you get in here? Are you some kind of doctor? Heavens no, Miss Johnson. I'm Ted from Billing Services. I think I'm going to throw up. Yeah, we get a lot of that in the billing department. It'll pass. Get my nurse in here now! Nurse! Don't let hospitals and health insurers put their profits above your care and safety. When it matters most, insist on a registered nurse. Registered nurses put the care in health care. A message from National Nurses United, the voice of America's registered nurses. I've always wanted to be a nurse. In between, do I want to be a doctor or a nurse? And for me, the nursing was the part where they got to spend the most time with the patient. That was something I wanted to do. I wanted to be a caregiver. I wanted to make a difference in people's lives. When it comes to changing people's lives, I think that some of the things we do do touch and change people's lives forever. We are asking for what is right. Are we going to win? Yes! We actually want you all to take out your phones right now. We want you to take a minute right now, and we want him to get the message from the nurses that we are here for our patients. We're ready to bargain. Since you refuse to bargain in good faith, we are coming to your office to present our opening presentation. We want justice for our patients. What? We are the nurses, too. On the first scheduled day of bargaining with the California Nurses Association, representatives of Kaiser Permanente left the nurses in the lurch. But the nurses were undeterred. Instead, they marched to Kaiser to let the hospital corporation know that nurses are there for their patients. But where, oh where, is Kaiser? RNs and nurse practitioners detailed a long list of concerns and examples of Kaiser's dedication to profits over patients. Standing in the lobby of Kaiser's corporate headquarters in Oakland, nurses repeated after each speaker, we are the 18,000 RNs and NPs working hard every day as patient advocates. We are not okay with this model of care. 
Our patients deserve better. Among the issues detailed were patients left too long on gurneys in emergency rooms. I can attest to that. Understaffing in labor and delivery departments, unit closures that send elderly far away from their homes, and delay and denial of care. So what's going on? Well, this isn't the first time CNA and Kaiser have had tough negotiations. In 1997 and 98, the headlines told the story of a powerful Kaiser organization that attempted to silence RNs, cut patient protections, compromise safety by cutting staff, and cut critical services to the communities served. Here with us today are Kaiser RNs, Kimber Wooten and Diane McClure. Welcome, Kimber and Diane. Before we start, tell us how long you've been nurses and what specialty and why you became nurses. Hope you can remember all those together. So this is Diane McClure. I um, have been with Kaiser Permanente for 21 years. Wow. I've been a nurse for 25 years, um, and I work in the recovery room at Kaiser South Sacramento. Wow, great. Okay, and Kimber, what about you? Hi, um, I'm Kimber. I've been a nurse for 10 years. I've worked in ICU and perioperative. I'm currently a perioperative nurse in San Rafael Kaiser. That's great. So, uh, Kimber, have you spent all of your nursing career at Kaiser? I have. I started as a new graduate in 2003. And, Diane, it sounds as if you worked a short time elsewhere outside of Kaiser. Is that true? Yes, I worked at uh, in the ICU at a couple of um, non-Kaiser facilities for about four years before I came on with Kaiser. Okay, so I'm just going to ask a question that's not here on my list, but have the two of you, because um, Kimber, you've been there about 10 years and Diane about 20, have you seen a difference in the way care is delivered at Kaiser over the years? Absolutely. Um, Kaiser has really um, forced us to work with much less staff. Um, we've had to hurry up. There's been um, a lot of technology that's been added over the years, um, and we really don't have as much time as we used to have. We've got a lot, of, a lot more highly specialized equipment that we have to deal with. Um, the patients are sicker, um, and they're, they're putting them in lower levels of care, um, whereas they used to maybe admit patients into the ICU. Now they're putting them um, on medical surgical units where um, it's more difficult for the, the nurses to take care of the patient. Yes. Now, you know, I don't want to be too adversarial here, but I, I will say this is affecting hospitals all over the country, not just the Kaiser Corporation. And I see these changes. I've been in this business for over 37 years, and I see these changes straight across the board. So although we are talking about Kaiser today, I want the listening public to be aware this is uh, what all hospitals, especially hospital corporations, and let's be real, almost all hospitals are owned by a corporation now. Uh, this is what we're all going through, and these cuts they do for everybody. So now let's focus on, on uh, this issue at hand. Why is Kaiser avoiding meeting with the California nurses? I believe that they um, are choosing not to confront the issue of understaffing um, and our patient care um, concerns. I think that a lot of what nurses feel very passionate about are the issues surrounding our working conditions, which are directly related to how patients are being treated in the hospital. I believe that there is a, a, um, 
a, a lack of acknowledgement and a lack of um, responsiveness from management, and I believe that it is um, folding into the talks that we're having with our initial proposal being around patient care. I, I think that they're actually um, afraid to address the, issue, the issues at hand. Yeah, I, I would probably agree with you there. So they've asked for a federal mediator to uh, jumpstart the contract negotiations. Is this unusual, this early in the game? This is highly unusual. Um, when you open up a contract for bargaining, you always have to um, let a mediator know that you're doing that. Um, but there's no need for a mediator to get involved unless things are not going along well, and that would be well into negotiations way at the end. Um, the mediator didn't even realize that we had, when, when, they contact, when he contacted us, uh, CNA, he didn't even realize we already had a bargaining session already scheduled at a set meeting room that Kaiser had agreed to and set up their, themselves. Um, so he was quite surprised when we told him, you know, there is no problem. We, we have a meeting room to, to go to to meet with Kaiser. Interesting. So, Kimber and Diane, there's a document the nurses read at Kaiser headquarters in Oakland. Here are some of the issues presented. In the ER, patients who used to be admitted for monitoring are now being discharged and sent home to follow up in a clinic, even when it could lead to harm for the patients. Two, many patients are held for 23 hours in the ER rather than admitted when they need hospital care. Number three, more patients are suffering as they lay on gurneys for hours in hallways while waiting for proper hospital beds. Gurneys are often not wide enough, leaving patients, especially the elderly, feeling unsafe on them. Patients in the hospital are many times placed in the wrong area for, for care, for example, housed in a general med surge unit when they required intensive care. Many patients are downgraded prematurely before they are medically ready. Kaiser prefers a lower level of staffed care rather than units where patients are more closely monitored. More patients are being held in outpatient observation status even when in a hospital bed. Failure to categorize patients as admitted can lead the patients to having to pay for more in out to pay for more in out-of-pocket costs if transferred to a nursing home. Labor and delivery units are chronically understaffed. Pregnant women are often forced to wait in other units while there are not enough RNs to help deliver their babies. In surgical departments, Kaiser's model prioritizes speed over safety, even occasionally leading to retained foreign objects and wrong site surgeries. Oof, incredibly painful. So the current contract for nurses expires at the end of this month. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so what needs to happen to get the negotiations back on track? We, we just want to start <laughs> negotiating. We, we want things to be transparent. We want the nurses to be there to see what's going on in the negotiations, and Kaiser would rather um, really separate the negotiating team from the nurses, and this, the nurses need to see what's going on. These are serious patient care concerns, and we want to solve these things. We just need Kaiser to just come to the table with us. We are, we're prepared, we're ready, we've had our opening um, presentation all ready to go, and we just want to get going with these negotiations. So for our listeners and viewers who are not nurses who are, or who don't work in health care but will one day be patients who need care, what, we, what would you say to them, ladies? What would we say to uh, patients that are... Um, 
in search of care. Well, what would you say to people? So this show goes out to people who are not nurses. So to those folks who aren't nurses, why should they care about this? I, I believe that this issue is just central to to every person in this country at the moment. This is a central issue. We're standing up and we're fighting and advocating for patients. So we are advocating for the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, my request is that the public supports us in this endeavor. Um, I believe that if we can stop the erosion in patient care with the support of the public, and they, they need to become um, educated and aware that advocacy also has to come from, from the patients and the patient's families and to uh, question when you think that you're not receiving appropriate care in the, in the medical system mm-hmm. and learning how we can all work together to improve the care that's being delivered in this country. I would agree with you. So how can, how can the general public, if people are interested and want to get involved, how can they get involved to help you? The patients, um, they need to know that they, um, they deserve to have proper care. Mm-hmm. They pay a lot of money for premiums, and they deserve, they deserve better than what Kaiser's offering them. And they actually need to, to speak up and let Kaiser know and, and stick together with the nurses who are their, are their advocates and work together with them so that mm-hmm. they, they know that they deserve to have whatever care that might be in whatever setting that might be, from the outpatient setting to the inpatient setting, but to actually they have the right to basic human health care. Yeah, so the, you bring up a very good point. So if you're a Kaiser member out there and you're in support of these nurses who are fighting for uh, a contract and really fighting for your rights, um, maybe it would be behoove you to call membership services at Kaiser and just voice your concerns about uh, the current health care situation and that you want to support nurses in getting a fair contract. Do you think that would help? I do. I think email, phone calls, uh, Facebook, you know, all of the social media outlets we have, and even for um, listeners who have, you know, don't access social media, writing letters is a very powerful um, um, action that they can do to support us in, um, in this fight, because I believe that, you know, especially people that have been hospitalized or who have had to access care, and they've had problems or had bad outcomes, I think that right now is a really um, good time for them to start speaking up about these issues in a, in a larger way and sharing them. Um, because when, when we're all silent about something, you know, the elephant in the room, it, it, it allows these corporations to gain more power over the public. You're so right about that. So I want to thank both of you for your years of service as a nurse, but also for your years of service as advocates, patient advocates, and that's what you're doing when you're fighting for your contract. So thank you, ladies. We appreciate your time. We've been talking with RNs Diane McClure and Kimber Wooten. For more information about this topic, visit calnurses.org or nnu.org. To watch the full interview, go to nursetalksite.com 